Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie. And I'm joined by Grimey. What's up, y'all? I don't know why I had to say your name all sexy. It's pretty hot. I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) It's because of the movie we're covering. The movie we're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> it is, it's little, yeah. It's slightly sexier than the uh, the other version. You're right. A little sexier. The the <laughs> the dent we're by the way the dent we're putting into this Universal Monsters covered the massive dent. Two films in. Two films out of like what fifty? <laughs> Something There's like so that. Many. Yes, quite a little gap there between the uh, last time we did this, but we're back. We're back and better than ever. It's a new year. Feeling fresh. Got some new equipment here. I got a new mic. You've got a new robotic arm connected to your uh, your mic here. Yeah, I got this new cyborg arm that's holding a mic in front of my face, and uh, it does well. It's nice. I, yes. I like it. Welcome to the club. I also have the cyborg arm. You can't see mine, though. It's usually out of frame, unfortunately. The uh, Terminator Cyberdyne, whatever the hell it is, exoskeleton yeah, yeah. arm holding the uh, the mic. But yeah, yes. I haven't quite figured out where to put mine exactly, so it, it'll make do for here right now. So it takes time figuring figuring out where to stick it. It's on my desk. It's like it's literally bolted down. I don't think it mo- I don't think I've moved it at all in a few years. So <laughs> there you nice. go. That's what this pod. That's what this episode's really about. Arms holding your mic. Yeah, that's basically that's it. it. Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast, the podcast behind the scenes on creating a podcast. No, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> what are we talking about dracula again did we already talk about this (laughs) that's what i thought i I thought we already covered this movie but no upon doing some research and most people when they do a chronological i'm probably not saying that word right the order of which universal monster movies are put in the dracula spanish language version is always on that list as the second film from a few that I've seen. It counts as a separate Universal Monsters movie, technically. Would you agree, Grimey, seeing you saw some of the list I saw? Would you would you consider this a a, a separate entity from the original Dracula? Uh, at first, upon hearing about it, I would say no. Mm-hmm. But now that I've watched it and I've got to let this all sink in, uh, yeah, totally. I, I think um, I think it has its place for sure. Uh, I, th- I think it's strange that this is how they used to do it back then, but um, I'm assuming this is. Uh, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a it's weird because when you watch, you know, when you think of the Universal Monsters, I think you don't ever come. Like, none of this ever comes to mind. Like, is there another version of these movies? Like, I, even growing right. up. I did not know there was a Spanish language version until maybe like 10 years ago. And for good reason, because when you do some research into this film, it was lost for a while. Right. Which is yeah. kind of crazy. It that is. That it didn't dude. exist. Like it was basically, it was released out of commission until the 70s, which is still mm-hmm. a long time considering the release date of this movie. Um, and then even still, and this is a good segue into how grimy had to watch this movie. Um, But even today, finding this movie, unless you own a physical copy of it on either DVD, VHS, or good old Blu-ray, it's kind of hard to watch. It's not really streaming anywhere. Now, it was streaming 
not this past Halloween, the year previous on Peacock, they did have, I believe it was Peacock or Tubi, one of the two, had both the original Dracula, English language version, and the Spanish version. Mm. Now, when we decided to do our Universal Monsters journey, I was like, ah, grind me over, because I own the, the, the Blu-ray box set, which I think I mentioned in the, uh, the English Dracula. Yeah. Um, it's on that Blu-ray. It doesn't have its own disc. It's a special feature on the Blu-ray of Dracula. Ah, that makes sense. Yes. So it's not even like when you look at the box set, it doesn't have its own Blu-ray or anything like that. It's just a special feature. <laughs> yeah, really weird. Weird, man. And considering that, you know, when you look it up, most people kind of treat it, treat it as a separate entity from the mm-hmm. 1931 film, the original English version 1931 film. This was also released in 1931. Spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so you know when you look it up and you go on eBay and stuff, there were, you know, I pulled up my VHS of Dracula in the last episode from the 90s. That same series, I don't unfortunately own the Spanish language version. They released a separate VHS of it as well. Oh no so shit. That got yeah, that got its own release in that series, which is why I think people. Kind of keep it separate from the original. Um, And even streaming now, when you go and you go on Tubi and you go on Peacock, the English Dracula, Belagosi Dracula, is pretty easy to find. This one? Yeah. Nearly impossible. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not going to go. I'm against pirating. I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't like. pirating films and things like that because i guess the filmmaker and me kind of is against that oh yeah yeah support the artist come on exactly unfortunately the only grimy couldn't even grimy you couldn't even rent this on youtube no none of the streaming services amazon no one has it no super weird man uh what what did you send me what was that is uh (laughs) so what i found was on I believe it's the Internet Archive. Archives, yeah, yeah. They have, it's kind of like a playlist with the original English language version, a bunch of like TV spots, radio spots, and the commercials, mm. trailers, and the Spanish language version. But unfortunately, and I don't think Grimy <laughs> brushed up on his Spanish before he watched it. They were no, no man, English. No. There were no English subtitles in this. No. You yeah, I tried picking up everything I could. There was a lot of Bueno Snow Chase, uh, <laughs> a lot of Gracias, Senor. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I could hear him say like Van Helsing and you know people's names. You know, the the basic <laughs> basic stuff. Um, vino when he's drinking the wine. Vino. Yes. Yeah, got that yes. one. <laughs> Everyone loves some good vino. Yeah. Um, I do think it's hilarious that you watched this in Spanish. Without subtitles, you were, ironically, like, it wasn't that that bad though. Yes. Because after watching, like I, you know, we we recorded the first yeah. episode back in like before Halloween. Yeah. Um, even so, I still remember. Like I've watched that movie, uh, you know, briefly a couple of times and caught bits and pieces of it. Um, if you've watched that one before, you won't have that much of a hard time figuring out what's going on in this movie. It's uh, pretty easy going. Um, I liked it honestly. I did. I. I Liked it a lot more than I thought I was gonna like it. I was like, "Well, this is gonna be just the same exact thing." And to you know, to an extent, it is. But uh, you're gonna find out here in a few minutes, like what's good, what's better, what's worse, yada yada. It, it, it's funny too because I remember we were texting back and forth, and you were like, "Dude, I have no idea what's going on," but <laughs> I, I, I get a gist of what what. The, and it's true. It's it's true when you watch it. And I, listen, I'm Hispanic. 
but I would not say I'm fluent in Spanish. I'm not. I was, was going to ask, but no, I wasn't sure. I'm, I was born here. I was born in New York. So, like, yeah, we right. don't count. Like, we don't, like... <laughs> We're like, not really. <laughs> no. Like, it, honestly, and this is pretty funny. So, like, being Puerto Rican from New York and being from Puerto... People from Puerto Rico... Mm-hmm. think people born here are like they're not real puerto ricans they're American. they judge you yeah it's like you're not you're not you're not <laughs> fucking you don't assholes kick in. you the, don't count i'm being honest the puerto rican purists fuck yes. out of here <laughs> so like if you're not from the island you're not puerto rican so mm. being and there's a lot of well there was there's not as many puerto ricans in new york but like there were a lot of puerto ricans here so at one point there was a lot of like people coming from there here mm. and having kids here and that's how I ended up here. So like, and it was funny enough, funny enough, my parents too, were, were both born here too. So like, well, my mom, I know going on Louis history my, here, but <laughs> my mom was born there, but she came in when she was like one. So, you know, That's still right. born and raised in New York. So again, I don't know Spanish that well. So when I was watching this, I understood, I'd say this, I, I understood about 50% of what they were saying. If 50%. I turned the, sub, yeah, cool. if I turned the subtitles off, I would have understood what they were saying for the most part. There's some large words, bigger words I don't understand. Oh, and that, then that beats the shit out of my two percent. So <laughs> maybe maybe you knew more about maybe you knew more more words than me, Grimey. That would have been amazing. <laughs> no, I, I doubt. I doubt. Vino, Senor, Bueno. <laughs> you would have been going. Go, do you feel like you learned a little Spanish watching this uh, this movie? Um. <laughs> no. No. Right. Uh, it's fair. You know, if they would have used like numbers, I would have, I could have counted all over these motherfuckers. I'm, I'm good with numbers in Spanish. That's pretty much it, though. Well, at least up to ten. I don't know. Yeah, past ten is kind of hard. Funny enough, anyway. I don't even think I know past ten much. So there you go. You're not Talk alone. You're not alone in that. Again, my Spanish is not fantastic. It's very broken. But hey, whatever. Still proud. But yes. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. So, one of my on. burning questions, and I. I yeah. Did a little bit of digging, but I want to hear from you. What exactly? Uh, what was the the deal here? Why why was it necessary to shoot two films, man? So, I looked this up, and I didn't know this was a thing because if you think about it, you know, and we'll get into the kind of logistics of when this was released and stuff in a second. But kind of the backstory behind it. By the way. Before we get into the backstory, we're not breaking down the plot of this movie. Go back and listen to our Dracula episode yes, because please do. Verbatim, it is the same exact plot. So on a rare occasion here on the Haunted Hangover podcast, skipping the plot of this movie, it would be redundant. Yeah. Oh, right, also Grimey? before yes, certainly. <laughs> and before we we get into it, I'd just like to say that uh, I listened to that episode just the other day in pre- preparation for this episode. I sound kind of like a big complaining bitch on that one. I actually really do like the first movie, <laughs> like the Dracula movie. It's really good. I do enjoy it. Uh, I nitpicked a lot about it, but because that's <laughs> the kind of person I am, I like to complain. So um, don't take any offense to it. It is a good movie. You should watch it. Listen, man, film subjective. You can, it is. You can, you can nitpick, Grimey. There is nothing wrong with that. That's oh, I what did. I did. There, there wouldn't be a show if we didn't nitpick, man. Come on. So, right, right. Exactly. Think of it that way. But yeah, so reading about, and I thought this was really interesting. So, Hollywood, because, you know, this is like the golden age of Hollywood and yeah. what people think of, of filmmaking in classics. the 20s and 30s. Exactly, the classics. Hollywood thought it would be a smart idea 
to shoot movies and then use all the assets, so sets, costuming, um, the crew, everything, and use them to basically copy the movie in another language, which I believe I saw was Germany and Spanish-speaking countries. It seems like those are the two countries that they mostly were trying to cater towards and get an audience. Mm -hmm. And they'd make these movies in a way to, I guess, make it worthwhile and make it worth the budget and money they're spending. Because if you think about it, if you've got all this standing, you might as well use it. Oh, sure. And, kinda, yeah. you know, and, and I guess that's what, that was their, their frame of thought was like, all right, these producers, we've got all this done. We've got all this already here. When the American speaking or English speaking actors are here and they're done, we can just swap over and bring another crew, another group of people right. to film the same movie. Yeah. And all they really had to do was rewrite the English script in Spanish and translate it. Yeah. And I, I just think overall, I don't even think this is done anymore, which I think no. is even more a, a product of the time where I think movies are just wait. Like imagine if they shot the Avengers and then, you know what? Let's <laughs> oh my make God. a, let's recast everyone and make like a Chinese version of a it. Chinese let's say. One. Yeah, totally. And yeah. like, it would be, you know, with, with lesser known actors, Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of crazy because so much money is put into film now where logistically I don't think it'd be possible. No, Whereas not at all. I, I think in this point in history, film was still very much in its infancy. So mm-hmm. it was almost movies were almost like filmed plays, stage plays. Yeah. They very much feel like that when you watch these old movies. Would you agree? Oh, totally. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, what they did you know if they did this with any of the other movies? Did they ever have any other versions of each of these other movies? Or no? I don't think so. Like I, I, I think they chose certain films they thought like you. Like, this was Universal. Obviously, were involved yeah. in making Dracula and this production of Dracula. Um, it was their idea to create this movie and just make a Spanish speaking version of it instead of because I think at this point there was no dubbing of movies. Think about right, it. right. You know, now you just double film and you can play it and any country can get their version of a film, which is why I think this is kind of a dead art. You know, you don't see this anymore. Um, But as far to my knowledge, when I was doing a little research, I did not see any of like a Frankenstein Spanish speaking. I didn't I didn't see it, at least I didn't. It didn't come up or if it was made, maybe it's lost media now. Because yeah, this probably. was lost media, like I said before, for a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was looking up the uh, the date that they actually ended up kind of starting to distribute it, mm-hmm. and that really blew my mind. I was like, it took that long to find this, piece it together, and then distribute 78, it? 78, like, I think, right? 77, 78? It was late 70s, right? Oh, was it right? that? Really? I, 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 I got that so. it was restored and then distributed in like 1992 or something like that. So I think, at first, I think they found a print of it in New Jersey, funny enough. Okay. In the 70s, and then it wasn't distributed to the masses on, I think, home video until the early 90s. Holy shit, that's so long, man. The VHS, the VHS I mentioned. Remember I told you I don't own it, unfortunately, but that VHS, I think, was one of the first. That's why it's had a resurgence in the last 30, 40 years, because people, you know, found out about it much later on in history. Um, I think it is cool. It's almost like a... (laughs) Another universe's version. It's like if they yeah. shot Dracula with Bella Lugosi, and then it's just like, what if we flipped everything and it's this whole other 
just, <laughs> it, it's just, it is kind of freaky when you think about it, like just seeing the two movies lined up. Mm-hmm. And there are some drastic differences in, in not drastic, but not too drastic, but different, different, slight, slight differences in, in, in the way they tell the story. And yeah. I think the biggest thing to me in this movie, the performances, the performances yeah, definitely the is performances really, and yeah, like it, just the way, just the angles that they shot the movie, different yes. uh, camera tricks and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, Definitely, but, but yeah, for sure, the performances is really what sets this movie apart from the the former, and it's kind of wild. Like I, I was kind of surprised it's not like, you know, a copy and paste. And on top of that, they added what like twenty thirty minutes to this. Oh, movie? dude, right? <laughs> this movie is what it's a so the original Dracula was like was minutes. an hour and. 14 minutes. This is oh, an okay. hour oh, and 43 40. minutes. Yeah, yeah. So quite a bit, you know. That's 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 yeah. not um anything to sneeze at. That's that's quite a bit of yeah. time. And if you think about it, that's they utilized they utilized the sets more in the Spanish speaking version than the American version. Like yeah. there's more the scenes are stretched out longer. Yeah. In the Spanish language version. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's get let's get into some of the logistics of okay. 1931's Dracula, the Spanish language version. Soy Dracula. No podía usted ser más oportuno. No sé lo que pasaría con el cochero con mi equipaje. Con todas esas cosas, creí que me había equivocado de casa. Los muros de mi castillo están cuarteados. Abundan en él las sombras. Pero suba. Está usted en su casa. This was directed by George Melford. You know what I learned, which I thought was really interesting, too, about this director, George Melford? What's My that? man didn't even speak Spanish. He yeah, I did inter- see that. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Had an he, interpreter to help him out a, with Yeah, it. he had to have an interpreter to help him with the actors. So imagine, like, you're, like, as a guy who's done direct, like, directed stuff, I can't imagine being on I feel like that would take forever to shoot anything. You're on set. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're talking to your interpreter, and, and they're talking to the actors and vice versa. Yeah. So you've got, like, this middleman that's helping you out just kind of getting like blocking and the way scenes are structured and every, I can't imagine the headache no, that must man. have been. I, I get nervous yeah. just thinking about it. Like I don't, I couldn't imagine going to a different place. I can't speak any other language. I could barely <laughs> speak English, like going, let's say China or something and having an interpreter there. Like that whole entire process makes me like sketched out. I just don't like the idea of it. And knowing that this dude was just like, yeah, I'm going to make this movie, I guess, and had to have this in between. Like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, when I, when I read that, I was like, wow, because there was even, an, like, on the Blu-ray, there's an introduction with one of the act- actresses, which we're going to get into, and she talked, mm. like, she spoke English in the intro. I think this was from the 90s when they released the film originally. And she talked, she spoke about how he didn't speak Spanish, and they would have to just have full conversations through an interpreter so it's just the overall kind of process to me is boggling because i don't think that's something that happens nowadays either where there's directors that have to use an interpreter i'm sure it's happened i'm actually listening to a book about the making of the chucky movies and i'm up to the bride of chucky chapter and ronnie Yu directed that movie 
and his English wasn't well, so I'm, you know, it wasn't that good. So I'm sure he had to have someone on set probably help him. And this was 1998, so imagine much, much further down the line. So I, I just, you know, just the language barrier between actor and director, that just sounds crazy to me. Um, yeah. So this has two release dates. Uh, one was one is April 24th, 1931 in New York. Funny enough, New York City was where it premiered. And then in Havana, a month earlier on March 1st, 1931. So weird how it, it, it premiered technically in Havana and then it had its New York, United States premiere in April, a month later. Um, and now here's where we're going to get into the actors. So no Bella Lugosi this time. We're Bella. We're Bella and I'm yeah, not even going to lie. Man. Not even going to lie. Missed them a little bit in this movie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could completely yes. understand. Uh, um, we've yeah, we, we've got Carlos, and there's I think this is how you pronounce the last name, Villalares. Villalares. Oh, is that it? Villalares. I believe we're gonna just go with Carlo V. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos v. v. Carlos Villar- yeah. Villarius as Count Dracula. Or well, we've got Lupita Tovar as Eva, who is actually Mina. They changed the character's name in the Spanish-speaking version. So there's no Mina in this. It's Eva is the, is the love interest. Yeah, I was scene. wondering what the hell they were saying. I was like, are they saying Eva or is it Mina? Like, no, it's e- Eva or Eva. I, they, they, for some reason, I think it's just a cultural thing. I guess gotcha. Mina isn't something that's used in, you know, as a name in Spanish cultures. So Eva mm. is. So I guess that's why they would gotcha. they changed it. Uh, you got Barry Norton as Juan. So we got a Juan in it, real Latino. Juan Harker, mm. who's the boyfriend. I, I forget the character's name in the original English-speaking version, but it's Mina's fiance boyfriend. In this, his name is Juan. Love interest. Yeah, the love interest. Yeah. One of the one of the heroes of the movie. Um, and you've got Pablo Alvarez Rubio as Renfield, and Eduardo, once again, Ara Zamena as Van Helsing. So, very everyone's got three names here almost. But everyone's got yes. everyone's got a much longer, very elaborate yes, names. Very elaborate names for these actors. Um, and I, I do like how they change. I do like how they change some characters, but kept, kept some, like Renfield. I just love how he's still yeah. Renfield. Like they kept that mm-hmm. as, a, and even like the whole, like, it's funny because the entire time I was watching the movie, I was like, I just kept saying Senor Renfield because that's what Dracula kept telling, <laughs> kept calling him Senor yeah. Renfield. Senor Renfield. So I, I did, I did enjoy that and get a good laugh that he was just Senor Renfield in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, to to go into the performances, I think this is a good place to start since we're skipping plot. I, I want to start with positives, not getting negative. I want okay. I don't want to get negative. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the yes, happy. Let, let's and I, and I want, I'm curious <laughs> if you agree with me in 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 the way you interpreted some of these performances. Uh, one of the, and this is in my notes. One of the first things I noticed about this movie was Eva. Lupita Tovar, Tovar, I feel that this, and I'm going to say Mina, because that's technically what the character, Mina, Eva, Eva, Mina, the character of Mina slash Eva, 
is so much better in this version. Would you agree, Grimey? Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, for the most part, one of the, um, I guess, the best example of what's better in this film is, is this one. Like, and, and the other one, I feel like she's just kind of dry. Not, there's not really a lot going on with her character. No. This one, there's just so much more of, like, a, I don't want to say character development, but, like, yeah, she just has better character in this one, for sure. You know where you notice it mostly and where you notice the, the, the difference between the Mina and Eva character between the two versions? Mm-hmm. In this version, her transformation from when Dracula bites her yeah. to her kind of going insane, it 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 feels a little more flawless. It trans it, the transition is a little smoother going. Yeah. Like there's a little that more one, authentic, a little more authentic. The performance just overall is, is better. There's that one scene where in this version, it's Juan and Eva are on the balcony and he's telling her he loves her. He wants what's best for her. And she tries to bite him. You know what scene I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. And yeah. she kind of starts to go mad a little bit. And high energy, and she's mm-hmm. kind of going insane. And right there is where you could see the kind of timid, quiet girl get all animalistic towards the end, which is what you want from a vampire movie. And mm-hmm. I feel like the performance kind of shows that more, whereas Mina in the original movie was kind of more of a damsel in distress. She doesn't yeah, feel like a Yeah, it's more like, ah, oh, I'm just getting kind of sick. I didn't hide my, my neck a little bit. Yeah. And this one you see here, like you said, it's more of like an animalistic kind of turn, and it, it does feel a lot more natural. Dracula. Vino. Se abrió una vena del brazo. Y me hizo... she's more kind of subdued in the sense of you know especially in that scene where you really notice it um she almost gets animated in the way renfield is in in, in by like dwight fry's renfield in the original Mm -hmm. where not for the entire movie because that that entire performance is cartoony and we we both love over the top yeah Yeah. but we both it's great it's he's one of the Mm -hmm. highlights We, we said it in our previous episode but in that one moment, because that's the point, once Dracula gets a hold of you, you kind of become this wild animal. Yeah, And you see it in that scene, whereas you don't see that in the, in the English version. She just tries, yeah. she kind of just tries to bite him, and then she's like, oh my God, what am I doing? And in this, it's like <laughs> a performance. Yeah. And I, I just thought she's, she's probably the highlight of this, in my opinion, of the Spanish version. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably the best performance throughout the entire film. Yeah. Yeah, I'd um, agree with that. And, and another thing when it comes to, and, and, and mentioning that too, the character of Lucy, I feel, takes a hit in this version Yeah, because of Eva. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Lucy kind of is like, and she's not prominent in the original English Dracula, but in this, I feel she's even, even takes even less. Even less. She's, she takes a backseat even more. Mm-hmm. Whereas like she's there and then she's not there. Dracula kills her and it's a wrap for, for Lucy or Luce, yep. I think in this version. She has an accent in her name. Um, and I, I did find that 
I just found I just, I noticed it right away when watching because I watched the American version right after I put it on again just because um, <laughs> just to see it. I was like, wow, you it stands out. You can see the difference. If you line these performances up, I think most people would agree that Eva is better than Mina. Sorry, Mina. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just totally. Eva's Lupita Tovar, just her as an actor. I think she was a better a- actress when compared to the actor from from that played Mina. Another funny thing I learned. Dude, this woman lived to be 106 years old. 106. Wow. She died in in 2016. Jeez. Yes. Wow, that's so long, man. Yo, dude, I was reading about her a little bit. She was a a Lupita Tovar. She was a Mexican actress. And she was the last person, living person, from that era of film. Wow. And she lived to be 106 years old. You, what what a run that that's was too long too long that's a run dude she had a run a hundred and yeah. she died in 2016 that's crazy well i mean she was bit by by fucking yeah, dracula yeah, man you know, that, those, so. that that dracula vamp yeah dude yeah. it's crazy are you dracula. sure she died or did she just get staked in the heart maybe it was just a staking that happened but isn't that crazy dude <laughs> that is <laughs> insane man isn't that well crazy? i mean yeah it's it's 106 i don't know i might not to go off too off topic, but my grandmother's in the hospital now, and she's like, you know, it's she's old. She's like ninety six years old. Yeah, well, she yeah. was in the same room with someone who just passed away. She was ninety nine. I was like, wow, wow, that's a long time, man. But one hundred six, holy wow. shit, one hundred and six years old, dude. To, 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 and it's what I what, what's insane to me is that this woman, this actress. Saw so much in that time. Yeah, that's she a was lot. in. She literally was in the first, like one of the first big Universal monster movies, mm-hmm. and lived long enough to see the crappy like Draculas. Like that have even though uh, Gary Oldman played a good Dracula much later yeah. on, but in the nineties. But she was too. That I read that I was like, wow, that is wild. That Do you she think was, she watched it? Maybe. Like she, she was, was just I, like I eh. <laughs> 106 years old, dudes. That's impressive that this lady lived that. This actor lived that long that she was able to kind of see the resurgence of her own yeah. film that she was in. It's insane. Like, when you think about it, most people talk about the Spanish version of Dracula now when they talk about the American version. So it's like mm-hmm. she lived long enough to see it get lost and come back around. Crazy, yeah. wild. You know, especially dude. when you look at like the lifespans of some of these other actors. You know, back in the day, people were heavy smokers and heavy drinkers and. Yeah, all kinds of not taking care of themselves. Wild. This this mm-hmm. actor Lupita Tovar lived so long. Just wanted to highlight that because I thought that was crazy when I read it. So it is crazy, dude. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, another thing, uh, since we're talking about the the female actor act actresses actors in this movie, something else you'll notice, and I even text this to you when we were talking about covering this, that the movie's a little sexier. That's why it's a little I, more I, risque. That's why I mentioned the sexiness in the beginning when yeah. I said your name into the uh, mic here, because a lot of the theme, like specifically Lucy and and Eva, they're they're like nightgowns, lingerie. Their dresses are a little more low cut. Yeah, yeah. I had heard that this was supposed to be like the sexier version, and I was like, well, how much worse can it be exactly? I'm curious. Like, not that the the original Dracula isn't like. It's not. It doesn't have a lot, any nudity or anything like that in it. So I was like, well, I wonder what they do. What's like, what's the big thing? Is there like a, a, a nipple slip or like what? What is it? And it like, it really is just like lower cut. You might see more cleavage here and there. But other than that, it's not like 
You ain't seen a bunch of titties everywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> there you go. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's none of that in this movie. I, uh, yeah, well, if you think about it, back in the 1930s, I'm sure, you know, censorship was completely different. There was no censorship, so I guess people were more proper. Yeah. So yeah. when you watch the English language version, all the girls, their dresses and nightgowns like hit their neck. It's like you're oh, not yeah. even getting a you're not even getting a little <laughs> bit of skin. And yeah. this one, very deep V's. You're getting little cleave action. Nothing again, like you said, we're not getting like big giant like Baywatch yeah, cleavage. If you're not paying attention, you're not really going to notice much. No. Like, no. It's there, but it, it's it's not like, hey, look, <laughs> you know. And I was Googling why that was. Like, I was so curious. Like, why did the American actors not wear as revealing wardrobe? Yeah. You know, and the female in in the Spanish version, you know, but I couldn't find anything. I'm guessing it's just a cultural thing. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, the American audiences aren't, you you know, they're a little more uptight when it comes to nudity and sex. Maybe Whereas, Spanish is just a little more comfortable with sexuality. You know, a little know? loose over there, wherever, yeah. you know, in Spain and in Mexico and in Ecuador, Argentina. Everyone is flaunting spicy. it all. Spicy. <laughs> Got to be spicy, man. Definitely. I'm all about the, I'm all about the spice. Hell yeah. Um, Add some spice to that. Which, which speaking of, of sexy... I want to, and I'm not, and I don't want to, I don't want to go into cons just yet because but we're talking about the actors and this, we're talking about the sexiness and the performance. Let's talk about Carlos Velarias, his, yeah. his performance as Count Dracula. I want to okay. start with you, Grammy. I'm curious. Where, where um, do you stand when you compare Bella Lugosi and Carlos Velarias Count Dracula performance? What did you think? I'm, I'm so curious. Okay. Um, well, I know we, we don't want to go too far into cons, but I just I feel like this one just comes off too comical. Like Carlos is just it's a little on the goofier side, you know. Like it's it's more like uh, it's it's campier. It's not. It doesn't have this like striking appearance like Balo does. You know. It's 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 completely different. It's it's strange. <laughs> a lot of teeth. If you notice, oh yeah, yeah, you know, a lot, dude. a lot, yeah. Every shot of him, whenever he's trying to look intimidating, he's like wide-eyed, yeah. and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's what almost the like he like on? tried to mimic what Balo Lugosi was doing, and it, it kind of just didn't go the way he wanted it to. You know, like it, he had like, yeah, the eyes for sure, the teeth, and it was, it, it was odd, just over dude. the top, yeah. There's shots of him, right? So when you when you compare Bella Lugosi and Carlos, when you compare them, right, and you put, let's say, you take an image from a still from both films, and you put them mm-hmm. side by side. Bella Lugosi is all stoic, upright. Oh yeah, standing yeah. there, men, and I guess that's why he's icon. He's the iconic. Oh Dracula. yeah, yeah. We talked Perfect about interpretation that. of Dracula, like expert, deadpan serious those shots where they light his eyes the shots of him with the cape wrapped around in darkness there is none of that in this performance no it is literally like it's the opposite of what you think of this version of dracula Mm -hmm. like even when he does the whole hand thing it's just (laughs) there's just something off with it not to, to compliment the guy 
I think that when he's serious and he's just exchanging dialogue with like Van Helsing and with the other actors, the other characters with Eva, mm-hmm. it, it's solid. He it, totally. it doesn't come off as hokey. As soon as he's trying to become menacing, it, he comes off as like a clown. Yeah. It's it's like a clown version of Dracula. Yeah, so. no, it is, man. It is. It's almost like something that a, a kid could watch and you know think was funny. Kind of, you know, like oh, it's goofy. He's just doing goofy faces, and oh, that's definitely weird. the that would must have been the direction. That must have been where the interpreter was not delivering the correct information to Carlos that the director was giving him that, that George Melford was giving him because how do you watch the, like, and I, and from what I read, they were watching footage from the English language version and comparing it to, yeah, I think while they were shooting, they did see some of what Bela Lugosi was doing in the Count Dracula performance. And the only thing I could think is that they were like, you need to be more sinister. His kind of serious, Kind of his serious demeanor is not scary, which no. when you look back at it now, it's like no, that is what's he's intimidating in, the, in that movie. Carlos is not intimidating in this movie at all. Not really, as Count no. Dracula. And yeah, totally. Agree. It's kind of sad. <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. sad watching it. I was like, damn, dude, this guy's just not, not scary. Like it's. No. It, it, I almost wish there was less of him in the movie. <laughs> when you watch, like, it's like, hold back a little. I'm being honest, dude. Because I, no, like I, I, said, I feel that. Yeah, Eva and 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 Renfield, which we'll get into next, um, are are they take the performances serious? Whereas Carlos, oh, yeah. I feel, was just like, I'm a monster. So here's mm-hmm. my teeth and my wide eyed, and like it's 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 a parody of what what what. It almost feels yeah. like Le- like Leslie Nielsen's Dracula oh, Dead and Loving man. It, like over the top performance. It is a lot like yes. that. Super. Wow. It's a parody yeah, great of. It's a parody of what Bela Lugosi did, and I'm mm-hmm. so curious at, uh, as to why that is. And when you read about this movie and you read reviews, it's pretty much universally agreed upon that he is the weakest part of this movie. Yeah, yep. I mean, I read a lot of mixed reviews, but that is like the majority of them say like, this dude, it's just too comical, too clowny, and it kind of like threw the film a little bit lower than what they were hoping, I think. But it uh, hinders it for sure. It hinders it when you watch, especially when you watch both back to back. It's like, eh, not Mm -hmm. not on par with what we expected. Especially if you watch this one afterwards, you're going to be disappointed by, by, by his take of Dracula. Maestro! Maestro! No les iba a decir nada! No les he dicho nada! Renfield. Anyways, Renfield what for a, sure. Oh my God. Him? What did you think of this performance of Renfield? Now, going into this, I already knew that this guy had some pretty big shoes to fill yes all right so because renfield from the english version just fucking killed it it was awesome and i mean don't get me wrong it was super comical too but it was like comical and maniacal to the point where it was like you would kind of think it was goofy at first but the more he leaned into that character you were like oh this is kind of creepy and in this it was less comical i guess and more serious you know like and the way he screamed too was like a little more violent. I feel like it was it was just like more more believable. I guess like Renfield played the the 
kind of goofy but yet maniacal version of insane and this guy was just like this was like dark kind of uh insanity it was good I, i really liked his interpretation of the character it's almost like the actor, and his name, again, I'll repeat it, Pablo Alvarez Rubio took what D- Dwight Fry did in the original, and he, mm-hmm. it's like what, what, like with Dracula, comparing to Dracula's, he flipped it. He's like, yeah. all right, I'm not going to play it as animated and cartoony. I'm going to yep. act the shit out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. so. And I'm glad that that's like exactly where we fell with it, because that was what I had in my notes. It's like, it feels kind of like... Uh, you know, Dracula and Renfield switched in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's completely flopped. Like, one is comical kind of in the other one, and now they they just flip-flopped their roles or something. It's really strange. But, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's kind of crazy. Even when you think about it, like I almost feel like this Pablo Alvarez guy, he should have played Dracula. Mm-hmm. Even Yeah, totally, <laughs> right? man. I think that would have been a really good idea. Even his look, he had the long hair falling to the side. He was thin, mm-hmm. he decent height on him. I was like, wow, this dude should have just been the count. <laughs> he would have done Yeah. He was more into like that one scene, you know, in the in the English language version when he's warning them. And it's a great scene too, how Dwight Fry goes from crazy to human again, snaps out of yeah. both performances. In this one, it's almost a tortured soul when he's warning them, like, look, she's in danger. Mm-hmm. You're all going to die, blah, blah, blah. There is no crazy Renfield, human Renfield. It, they're kind of combined. Yeah. There's yep. no turning it on and off. And I, and I, and I, I do like that. There's more. It, it's it's yeah. subtle. It is weird how they were flipped. The Dracula and Renfield character were basically mm. flipped in this movie when it comes to comes to the performances. I thought he was great, dude. And even with the comedy, there was still a little bit of comedy with the orderlies and the bending of the uh, of the bars. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad they kept that one scene in where. The uh, one orderly is telling the other woman, like, oh, everyone here is crazy. I think you and I are the only two sane ones. Um, I sometimes think you're still crazy, though. And I still like how they kept that intact. I even think that orderly is more memorable than in the English version. The one dude that played the the guy that kept grabbing Renfield. He has, like, really slicked hair, too. It's, like, nicely Mm -hmm. sculpted in in, in all of his scenes. crazy it is crazy to think that i think everyone in this movie is is acting scenes out better except for dracula except for dracula Mm -hmm. that's really now Uh would you say you like his version of renfield more than fries that's my burning question because, I, like I said, I read a lot of reviews about this, and the majority of people will say, like, nah, no one's topping Fry. And nah. I, I just, I know that he did a good job, but I don't think they could top him exactly. And that's kind of where I stand on it. I, I really do appreciate them both for what they got going on, but. So do I. Yeah, I'm going to lean towards Dwight Fry. I think just. Yeah. The way he was able to, the way he's able to turn off the craziness and just. He looked insane, dude. Those close-up shots, those medium close-ups of him in the original English Dracula, yeah. dude, he looks fucking crazy. Yeah, Whereas right. this guy, I think it's almost too subtle. I think when we think of Renfield, 
the standard is Dwight Fry's performance. And I don't think anyone's been able to kind of recapture that insanity. Even this right. movie that was made the same exact year. It's it, it almost doesn't feel like Renfield. Like I said, the dude should have just played. They should have just combined Renfield and Dracula into one and yeah. made it like one dude and gotten rid of Renfield. Because in this movie, he out even in the Spanish speaking version, he outshines Dracula because of the cartoony performance, because Renfield is mm-hmm. not cartoony. So, yeah, yeah. Dwight Fry is still better just because of what he is and just kind of the career that dude even has. And he's an I said it in the last episode. He's going to pop up again very soon in one of the movies we're covering, Dwight Fry. So we'll be seeing him again very soon. Um, and, yeah. and, and to go back to the kind of weak sauce Count Dracula in this version, you know what scene is affected the most by the kind of sad portrayal of Dracula? Can you guess what scene I'm going to mention? Now, I know you didn't watch this with subtitles, so it might be difficult for you to point it out. The scene plays out very different in the Spanish version. Can't think of Um, it. It's it's one of my favorite scenes that I mentioned in our previous episode. I'm not sure which one you're going to mention. I'll tell you. (laughs) So the scene between Van Helsing and Dracula, when they confront the the, the mirror. Yes. No. When they confront each other and Dracula's trying to hypnotize him. And, oh yeah, okay. And 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 um, Van Helsing shows how powerful he is that he's not going to be taken over by Dracula. The yeah. original scene is fucking great. That mm-hmm. scene, dude. Just the dialogue exchange. Um, Van Helsing taking a step forward, and then you see it in his eyes that he's fighting it. Takes a step yeah. back, and then lifts the cross and all that. And then Dracula's like, "You'll be sorry." for this and then oh, yeah. Lugosi yep. dips and leaves that scene was so effective in showing that one mm-hmm. scene cements kind of the battle even though we both agreed that the ending was lackluster when he finally right. kills Dracula but just right. that scene shows you that this is his you know this is Van Helsing's antagonist Dracula the protagonist the antagonist the hero yeah. the villain who will forever be chasing Dracula, Van Helsing? Like, and that scene yeah. is kind of the seed and the birth of what we know from those two characters. Now, in the Spanish version, it's almost played <laughs> up as a joke, dude. dude. It really is. And like I, like I said, I watched this and I, I couldn't tell what they were saying. So I, I had to like figure out exactly what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, piece by piece. Um, I almost missed that that was what was going on in this version because it just it, it's not the same at all like it's almost like uh van helsing is you know struggles really really hard with trying to uh overcome what dracula's you know his his hypnotist and I, it's just so so weird like he even tries to play a prank on him he tries why. to trick him <laughs> it's so yeah, silly it's super weird man pret- i didn't like that at all he pretends that he's hypnotized, and then while Dracula's putting his hand, like his cape above his eyes, he he grabs the cross and hides it. Mm-hmm. And then when he reveals, when he lowers his cape, he shows him the cross. It's so, and they're even in a different area of the bedroom. Like they move them to a, and it doesn't look right. It's just no. what a great scene to be butchered in this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it. I, I I think in a scene like that, it's the direction. It's the direction they were given. Yeah, it had to have been. Because it just, it, it, it almost comes off like Van Helsing's trying to prank him. Like, ha ha, yep. he, he thinks I'm 
I'm I'm hypnotized, but I'm, hypnotized, I'm but I'm yeah. not. Here's a cross. Whereas mm-hmm. the English version, Van Helsing has to fight to get out to snap yeah. out of it. Like he's got to use his willpower to get out of it. Show Dracula to scare Dracula Dracula off to intimidate Dracula and not be intimidated himself. There's no intimidation. Well, again, Count Dracula yeah. here is not intimidating. So this nope. this scene shows how weak the portrayal is of the character fucking super bummer is there anything else you noticed and and really enjoyed that's a little different from the english version um there's a little bit more fog (laughs) anytime that uh dracula comes out of his coffin or you know there's just a lot more fog going on but all around i just feel like the um the spanish version it just kind of flows better like we said in the Mm -hmm. beginning like the way they shot it it just flows a lot nicer uh this movie i know that they added another like 25 30 minutes or whatever onto it but it doesn't feel like it's near as long as the last one like it 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 was just a smoother watch for some reason and it also like there was a lot of little loose ends that was left in in the, the original Dracula film, like the English version. Um, there's a part where specifically Renfield is lunging towards or crawling towards the uh, the nurse that was like passed on the ground. Um, they kind of tie that little loose end up. You don't know what happens to the woman. You think something happens to the woman, but here, you know, like it shows exactly what he's doing. So that was appreciated. Um, I know there's a couple of other spots. I can't remember them right off the top of my head, but it, I feel like this version does tie up a lot of things that was like left unsaid in the last one. So that's appreciated. Um, yeah. There's a couple of things that are different. You know what's one thing that's missing? I don't know if you noticed it or not, but there that entire sequence when Dracula arrives in London and he kills that woman in the street with the basket and I think a flower, oh, yeah. they completely yeah. remove that scene. Gone, man. Yeah, he just kind of... Sh- and, that's a, and that's a good scene in the original. It is. Iconic um, scene, man. Very like, That was one of the biggest things I was looking for yeah. in that one. Like, I just like waiting for it and waiting for it. It's like, oh, they just... It's gone. The, the opportunity is gone. Like, what the fuck? He just shows so. up at the opera, like, with his top hat. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. He just... He goes there, he hypnotizes the woman that seats you and all that stuff. That's all the same, but it completely yeah. eliminates him killing that woman, which triggers like the cops to show up and police and people, and yeah, then he yeah. continues on to the opera. Um, I wonder why that was eliminated, just because that introduces his massacre in London, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it starts off like it, as soon as he gets there, he kills somebody. Whereas this, he doesn't kill. The first victim he has in London is Lucy. And that's basically yeah. it. And that's where it ends. Yep. Um, some stuff is also darker. Did you notice that? Some scenes yeah. were just like, like, for example, uh, Renfield under the, in the boat, in the, the hull or whatever, the bottom of the boat with Dracula's coffin oh. or in, in the box. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. so much darker with the rats crawling all over him. And him talking mm-hmm. to master, master. It's in Spanish, obviously. But Maestro. That scene, ma- yeah, <laughs> it's all like the rats are like it, that scene looks more atmospheric even than the original one. You're right, um, man. Just because of the rats and the darkness and them looking at him, and he's not making that ha 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 like laugh. It's a little different in the way they they yeah. decided to shoot that scene. Mm-hmm. But then to flip that, all of those great lighting shots of Dracula's eyes are completely gone in this movie. It's like these yep. really poor, 
Dutch angle shots mm-hmm. of Dracula's eyes with no lighting, just regular yep. schmegular lighting um, that I, I did not like. I hate, dude, I hated. I'm going to go into some more dislikes here, but <laughs> <laughs> I hate, and I, I don't like to use that word, but those shots, dude, of Dracula's eyes, when yeah. compared to the shots of Bela Lugosi with, yeah. the, with the like Morticia lighting, Yep. No comparison. Oh, no compare. It's so yeah, bad. It's, it's, yep. They destroyed it. Unfortunately, it just was just lame. You could tell they shot that like once and just kept reusing the same shot. Oh yeah, it Which is it, for sure. It's the '30s, so I'm gonna give them some credit. I'm not gonna get yeah. like I. But nonetheless, it's like guys, look at the original. Like, what were you thinking? Look at the original. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that shot and look at this shot. Like, there's just no vibe to it. There's zero <laughs> vibes. All. In yep. the Spanish Dracula, like he just it looks all bloodshot, bloodshot eyes, wide eyed. Yeah, I just didn't, did not, I did not like that. Yeah. And like I keep saying, like I can't understand what is being said the majority of the time, so it's very hard to like follow what's exactly <laughs> happening in the Spanish version. But yeah. like you get most of it, and again, like I kind of understood what they were going for there after like the second time I seen the eye shot, and I was like, this is. It's not near as good. It's not near as effective. It just feels like I wouldn't know he was trying to hypnotize. There's like not very many context clues there. And I feel like if the English version was in Spanish dubbed, like I would have understood that they were trying to hypnotize people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so it's just again, it just it just it just rides on the performance. And I think that is what kind of kills any certainly any kind of scare factor in Dracula in this movie. It's just wild, man. Just thinking about it. Um, Any other dislikes on your end? Dislikes. Dracula is my dislike. (laughs) I just talked about just, he really, dude, honestly, that's probably the weakest thing for me in this. I I really enjoy, I agree with you. Yeah. This runs a little smoother. And the scenes bit, are long. Yeah. Dude, all every scene with Renfield and exposition between Dracula and them is longer. They yeah. extended dialogue scenes. That's mm-hmm. really and they cut some stuff out, but extended scenes in, in exposition. But for the most part, which you would think it would make the movie feel longer, it doesn't. Yeah, it really don't. It's no, so weird. So I agree Let's with you it. in that statement. Yeah. Um but yeah, anything else you didn't like? Yeah, there's one really, really big dislike I have with this one. It's a beef I have for sure. Uh, there are no armadillos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering <laughs> if you were going to mention that. They oh. actually used rats in this one. What the they hell? Did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, this, I can't even watch the rest of this movie. There's no fucking armadillos. No, that, I don't really have anything else I dislike about it. I think other than, like, you know, the little things that we said, Dracula being a little too over the top yeah. comical and campy. Um, I think there's – I'm a horror comedy guy, so, like, I, I appreciate it in that aspect. But, like, if I'm going to watch Dracula 1931, I'm going to watch the English version. That's just it. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to go back to the armadillos real quick. So yeah. – and I don't think we said this in the beginning of the episode, but when they – and I think maybe that's why the armadillos weren't there. So this movie was shot at night. Right. So during the day, they'd shoot all the English version English of Dracula. And then at night, they would shoot the Spanish version. So overnight, right. that crew would go and shoot it. 
So maybe the armadillos were like the daytime animal and oh, the rats were the night. They were the night. Yeah. Cause I, we said it too. We said, there's no, why are they using armadillos and not rats? Yeah. <laughs> and if you notice the Spanish version has rats in it, yeah, but no armadillos. So they gave the armadillos the night off, basically. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. That, <laughs> unless the Spaniards are just scared of armadillos and the English people are not. That was right. That was the reason they didn't use them. They thought rats would be too menacing and too scary for the uh, the audience. Man, rats are way scarier than armadillos, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. so, um, but I can agree with you, dude. I, if I'm going to watch a Dracula film, I'm watching the original Bela Lugosi one. That's the yeah. one. that's the go-to. Even though this one has stronger performances, mm-hmm. specifically with the main character that you're watching, the main titular character, the Dracula character, I think everyone else just is so is so good. Yeah, I just so think I. the way they work off of each other. Is flaw, and I think that's why it feels it moves faster. It's just it's it's well acted, but once mm-hmm. Dracula's presence is felt and he's on screen, it becomes fucking Daffy Duck Dracula. Like it's not it's silly as hell. Yeah, it um, is really weird. I w- would you recommend this to somebody? Let's say you told someone, hey, if you've ever seen the American Dracula, the English Dracula, I should say <laughs> they're both American technically, but the English production of Dracula. Would you recommend that they watch the Spanish one or you, you skip that one? Um, I, I would recommend it. I would recommend at least watching it once. You have to experience w- at least one time because it was it was kind of an eye opener. I'm not going to lie. It was uh, and it, it's part of, you know, cinematic history. I think it's, it's awesome. The, the history behind it, the idea that it was lost for so long and just the whole idea that they, they shot both films back to back in the same place. They used all the same sets, probably all the same costumes and all that stuff, like, but different casts. And it's just, it's like you said in the beginning, it's like watching someone, some other universe's version Bizarro. of the same film. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> the Bizarro it's super version cool. of Dracula. Like, yeah. I know that we, we kind of like, we griped on it a whole lot, but like, it's still, it's an interesting film. It's part of cinematic history and, I think if you are a a monsters universal monsters buff like I think yeah you know you're interested in that you shouldn't skip it you should watch it at least one time Yeah that that's basically my closing thought I think if you can line them both up let's say you want a nice double feature a nice 2 hour 2 3 hours let's say of watching Dracula movies I think watching them back to back makes the Bela Lugosi one stronger, yeah. but also adds certain things that the original lacked. And that thing, they, yeah. it's a good companion piece, I say. That's a good point. Yeah, it completes that's a kind of mm-hmm. little, little uh, holes that were left in the plot. Yeah. And, I and I'd tell anyone, like, and I agree with you, like, I'd tell anyone, yeah, you know, go out of your way. Again, not easy to find. <laughs> Yeah, it's on but the 365th <laughs> page of the Internet Archives, so uh, yes. good luck. Uh, if you somehow can get your hands, maybe you own a physical copy of this, I'd highly recommend watching the Spanish version of Dracula after watching yeah. the English version. They definitely yeah. do each other justice. Yep.
But you're going to quickly realize why, uh, what's his name? Carlos. Carlos has never been on a Count Chocula box. No, the, there is a reason. There is, yeah. there is a reason why Count Chocula and him are not buddies. Yeah. Escúchelo. Son los hijos de la noche. Qué hermosa música componen. So that was Dracula, 1931, Spanish version. Grimy. Next up, we've got Frankenstein coming. Oh, a big one. Can't wait. I know, I know, wait. I know, I know you, you can't wait for us to dive into mm-hmm. that. Where can people find you, buddy? Well, you can find us over at leftoverpizzaclub.com if you're interested in looking at our website. Uh, you can also listen to us on pretty much all the streaming platforms, Leftover Pizza Podcast. And uh, you can also check us out on Instagram. I'm mostly involved in Instagram there, uh, Leftover Pizza Podcast there as well. And be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Head over to hauntedhangover.com to links to everything, including our Patreon page, which features bonus spooky content. Rate and review us if you're listening to the audio-only version of this episode. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Catch you guys later.